Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Body Positive Goddess podcast. I'm your host, Freya Titland. But if you follow me on Instagram, it says Freya Serafina, which I changed my stage name to that because I was tired of people asking me if I did porn. So, um, welcome. <laughs> Which, by the way, if you are a sex worker, that's fucking phenomenal and awesome. But I'm not. And I don't want people to ask me that question. Because then I have a whole conversation about me not doing porn and where the name Titland comes from. So, now that we've had that wonderful welcome to the podcast, (laughs) welcome back, everybody. Uh, We are in the thick of the holiday season, which means we are dealing not just with family members that we see often, but family members that we don't see often. And we're also dealing with just other people and the pressures of the holiday season and all the food and sweets and this and that. And somebody's going to ask you how your little theater career is going. Maybe that's just me. And someone's going to make some comment about your fucking body and it's going to be awful. But there's also so much joy in this season. So again, we have those layers of duality, of course. Um... But really, I've been doing a lot of thinking about um, validation, outside validation, and the need for it, and my own personal need for it. So that's what I'm going to focus on today. So let's get into it. Welcome to the Body Positive Goddess Podcast. This is a podcast where I talk a great deal about body positivity. I share my own stories and experiences with my body and the journey that I have taken to self-love and acceptance and the journey that I am still taking to self-love and acceptance. And I loop in a little bit of spirituality and magic here and there. So I'm your host, Freya Titlin. Thank you for joining me. Let's get started. So if you do follow me on Instagram, you might have noticed something. Um, My dog just jumped off the couch. You're going to be hearing a lot of toes in the background on the wood floor, or you might, I don't know. He's very anxious today, my dog, so he's just been running around in circles. But yeah, if you follow me on Instagram, you might have noticed that I'm in a relationship, which I never thought I (laughs) would be in ever again after the last situation um compounded with all of the other situations (laughs) that I have been in and if you've listened to the podcast for a while you have some understanding of what those are um I did a lot of self-examination soul searching healing therapy um you know, just things for myself, focusing on myself in those months after I ended my previous relationship and ended my engagement, which, you know, was kind of a big deal. Um, that by the time I met my current boyfriend, I went, okay, I think I can do this. I'm pretty sure I can do this. Um, 
And I experienced so, so much relationship anxiety and anxiety in general in the first few weeks of us dating. Because at first I was like, wow, this is amazing. This is great. I feel like I've actually met my soulmate, like the person I'm supposed to be with. It's so weird. We've got all these synchronicities, blah, blah, blah. And then we actually started dating and I went, whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. Did I fuck up? Did I fuck this up? Um, can I actually handle this? Like, you know, am I really healed? Am I ready for this relationship? And it took like, <laughs> like, like kind of, I, I'm calling it shock therapy. Obviously it wasn't really shock therapy, but it took like a lot of just working through these really uncomfortable thoughts and feelings that I have because I'm so terrified of being hurt again. And I worked through that with my therapist, with my friends who were unfortunately used as my therapist as well. And uh, I did the big girl thing and I had conversations with him about my feelings. And um, that's the hardest thing to do, right? Because it's kind of embarrassing and it feels like kind of a heavy conversation and you've just started dating and you know you don't want to get too serious but at the same time like you need to lay the groundwork and I think that in so many of my past relationships and I think that sometimes with people relationships in general it's really difficult to lay that groundwork right up front because it is embarrassing and it is uncomfortable and it is difficult and it could be emotional and you've just started seeing someone and now you're getting into like kind of a heavy conversation and that could be weird and off-putting but I kind of decided that if this other person is is put off by me wanting to take them and myself seriously in this situation then maybe I am in the wrong situation and uh pleasantly surprised (laughs) that this person is not put off by that and can engage in these conversations with me with respect and love and kindness. And we don't just talk about something, we find a solution and then there's a change. And I've never had such a positive, non-toxic experience before. (laughs) So I'm trying not to fuck it up. I'm trying so hard not to fuck it up. But it got me thinking about external validation because a lot of these, a lot of the podcast episodes that I have done, something has happened or I'm feeling angry or I'm feeling upset and I want to talk about this thing. And so I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to go. And I think over these last few months, I've kind of slowed down and taking it a little easier, which of course makes me feel guilty because I do have shit to say and I'm trying to figure it out. But I've been like kind of in la-la land for these last two months and I'm with someone who loves my body size and my body shape. And this is a different, like actively wants it. And this is a different experience for me. I've oftentimes in relationships felt like, is this person settling for me? Is this person settling for my body? 
And I think those sorts of thoughts and feelings is what allowed me to be so manipulated and allowed me to kind of be an easy target for abusive relationships. Because remember, the foundation started at home. I was never good enough. I was fat and fat was bad. And then I got sick and my body changed. I gained even more weight. And you, you know, all the psychological things, emotional, all this stuff, right? That by the time I was like abused the first time in a relationship, I thought I deserved it. I thought I should just be lucky and grateful that somebody wants to be with me. And obviously, we all know that's fucking bullshit. But when you're in it and you're vulnerable and you're scared and you're confused and you've already been manipulated for so many months, it's hard to see past that. And it took me a long time to realize no, I deserve to be treated like fucking gold and then this person comes along and does that and then you're like whoa whoa wait hold on (laughs) this is different this is a shock to me and a lot of my insecurities have disappeared and I feel beautiful and I feel wanted and like he puts his hand on my lower fucking stomach I mean let's all take that in for a moment and (laughs) like likes what he has there and I'm like whoa okay this is different this is strange and so for a long time or these last few months like I feel great I feel fine and every once in a while some of those negative emotions and thoughts and feelings that I have about my body eke in though they seep in through the cracks And I got on a scale recently. We all know that was the worst thing (laughs) I could have done. But I got on the scale because I got a PCOS diagnosis. And I started taking different sorts of medication for my hormones. And all of my doctors are like, ah, we figured out your weight situation, blah, 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 whatever it is, right? Finally, um, by the way, I've gone to some really incredible female doctors this past year who not only rely on, you know, Western medicine, but also integrate other practices, healing practices into their healthcare. So like meditation and just eating organic foods, cutting out um, maybe certain meat products, this like other things that have nothing to do necessarily with, I'm going to prescribe you a pill. I'm going to give you medication. And I've been very fortunate um, that I've also been listened to by these female doctors. So if you're in the New York and New Jersey area and you're looking for doctors, send me a uh, Instagram massage. Anyways, so I get that diagnosis fine. And when I start to feel sick is when those you know, feelings about my body seep in or like when I get up and like something's hurting me and I'm like, fuck, I'm only fucking 30. Like, why am I in pain? Why does my body hurt? Why is it difficult for me to do this? Blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, that's when that stuff sort of happens and it happened like yesterday I had a moment and I put on some clothes and I woke up this morning with my period And I went, oh, well, that makes sense. But I put on some clothes that normally, you know, I feel good in. I look good in. And I felt like a fucking whale. And I didn't feel great. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me today? Why am I so bloated? Why am I so gross? I'm so disgusting. I need to lose weight. All of those things, right? And 
my boyfriend is like, what's wrong with you? (laughs) And I expressed that I wasn't feeling good about my body. And of course, like, I love you, you're beautiful, you're this, you're that, all those wonderful things. And it makes me feel good. And it really got me thinking, like, how much external validation do I, as Freya, need from other people? And I think it's a lot. And I didn't like that realization. And I think more often than not, we're relying on external validation from other people to feel good about ourselves instead of our own like inner moral and I don't know, mental, philosophical, whatever fucking compass inside of us to feel good. And, you know, you, you know these things like subconsciously, but when they're staring you in the fucking face, it's like, oh, Oh, I needed him to make me feel beautiful. Oh, I needed him to make me feel wanted. Oh, I need him to make me feel worthy. Not me. Not me, Freya, going, girl, you got this. Girl, you're amazing. Your worth is not fucking determined by your size or what you look like or how much money you have. Your worth is determined by who you are as a person, how you treat other fucking people and how you treat yourself and animals and the earth and blah, blah, blah. I needed someone else to say, no, you're amazing and I love you and you look good and you're beautiful. And then I felt not so great about that. (laughs) I felt not, not too wonderful about that. So then I started thinking, like, over the last few weeks, you know, what has my experience around validation been also in my relationship? And it was like, I felt like even kind of shitty, like, asking myself that question because he's been nothing but amazing and wonderful, and it's like me. (laughs) It's me going, well, you know... I feel good when he makes me feel good. And I feel loved when he makes me feel loved. And I feel beautiful when he makes me feel beautiful. And all three of those things are all of the time. (laughs) So I think that I've just been feeling really good all of the time so that when I'm in these moments when I'm just with myself and I'm alone, because we do spend a lot of time together, that I haven't cultivated enough of a personal practice for myself that gives me what I need from me, that gives me love and affection and attention and care and consideration from myself. And I thought, okay, well, I need to cultivate a practice that um, allows me to serve me and to validate me, whether he's here or not, because it's really easy to feel amazing when your partner who loves you and cares for you is there. If your partner who loves and cares for you is not here, how do you make yourself feel amazing? How are you a partner to you? And that's what I discovered I needed to do was to be a partner to myself, was to be in relationship with myself. And of course, that's easier said than done because we have 
years and years of, well, I guess I'll, I'll speak for myself. I always say we, because I get so many messages from you guys like me too. And I'm like, yeah, but also damn. (laughs) So I have years and years of other people in my life that are supposed to be, um, close to me that are supposed to love me and care for me, even, you know, past intimate partners that have not had a relationship with me where, it was based on mutual respect, love, and understanding. It was actually quite the opposite. And I think that that's what makes it um, sometimes difficult to go, okay, well, now it's time to be in relation with myself. And then, of course, that makes me think of, uh, (laughs) you know, upbringing and family and the mother-daughter dynamic and, you know, all of that stuff, right? Because when I look back at my childhood or my upbringing or whatever it is, even like all the way through college. I mean, there were years of my life when I was just a normal little girl being told that I was fat, that I was huge and therefore unworthy. And I mean, what? Like, why did that happen? Why do parents... And adults in general, why do they do this to their children? Which, of course, you know, made me go, I'll never do this to my kids. I'll fuck them up in different ways, right? So, (laughs) but I will not ever have anyone comment on their fucking bodies. Oh, my God. I mean, it really fucks you up for the rest of your life. It really, really does. But that got me thinking about a self-love cultivation process. And uh, I'm going to create a course that deals with this topic and this issue. And I hope that um, it will be beneficial for many people. I feel that it will be. Um, Because I start to think about, well, what if I had this, right? What if I had had a friend, a mentor, um, a family member, somebody who helped me cultivate a self-love process? Oh, I'm watching my dog. Is he going to jump? I don't know. (laughs) If you hear a loud crash, he has kamikazed himself off the couch yet again. He really shouldn't be doing that because he's a dachshund and they have back issues. It's not that high, but he really just like has a death wish, I think. I don't know. So this self-love cultivation process, that's what I'm calling it, the self-love cultivation process. And it's teaching me and will teach others how to be in relationship with yourself. And I think that's fucking brilliant because you can't be with your romantic partner who loves and adores you 24-7. First of all, that's not healthy, okay? Second of all, it's not physically possible unless you both don't have jobs and you're just laid up with each other all day. It's just not possible and it's not healthy. You both are individuals and you have lives and you have things to do and you should have interests and activities that you do apart from each other so that when you come together, you have something to talk about and you just have something to like do that doesn't always involve the other person. That is also part of 
my past relationships that I discovered when I took a look back and I went, why were they so toxic? Why were they so unhealthy? Because some of those patterns replayed themselves, right? Because it it's like addicting to be in relation with someone else, right? It could be very addicting. It could be addicting to the point that it's unhealthy, that it's now toxic, You know, someone gave a good example last year. They were like, even something good for you can become toxic when you have too much of it. And she was talking about, you know, herbal medicine and like different, like honey as medicine, for example. Honey is a wonderful um, medicinal product. I mean, it's great to coat the back of your throat when you don't feel well. It adds sweetness to tea and other things. But if you have too much of it, it's now not good for you. So that was the example that she used. And that's how I feel about relationships with people. You know, boundaries are so good and so important and they are there for a reason. And I I saw something, I don't know, months ago, but it really, I hold on to it in my brain and it's a good perspective that, you know, when someone sets up boundaries with you, they're attempting to keep you in their life. They still want you there. That's why they're setting a boundary so that that they can have you there in a healthy and productive way instead of just cutting you out of their life completely. So respect other people's boundaries and respect your own boundaries as well. Um, and that was my PSA moving on. So the whole point of this program is to cultivate a healthy relationship with yourself, to cultivate a self-love relationship with yourself. Self-love with yourself. Sounds good, right? And it's going to teach us how to be in an intimate relationship with ourselves so that we can heal and be strong and not rely on someone else to... um, Give us what we need to feel good. We can rely on ourselves to do that. And that makes us stronger mentally, emotionally, and also makes us stronger physically. You know, I mean, how often do our bodies start to like break down and feel shitty because we have mental fatigue or we suffer from depression or anxiety or we've had an emotional purge? All of those things affect our bodies and we need to be cognizant of that, of taking on too much. And that also includes taking on too much of other people's energy. You know, it's really difficult and will be very difficult, especially around this holiday season, to not take on other people's negative energy. But we're going to start practicing. We're going to start practicing the self-love cultivation process. Yeah, sounds like a plan. And I hope that you will join me. Uh, This program will launch in February um, as we get ready for Valentine's Day. That'll be another one, right? (laughs) First, we've got the holidays, then we've got the new year, then we have weeks of winter desolation, and then we have Valentine's Day. So we go boom, boom, bow, knock them out. And then we move into spring. So, you know, the months are moving so quickly. They really, really are. And now we're at the time for the winter solstice and for Yule. So I hope that everyone has a wonderful, wonderful, amazing, blessed 
solstice, Yule, Christmas, uh, if you celebrated Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, all the other fucking holidays that I'm forgetting because I've only had one cup of coffee so far. And <laughs> I'm sorry if I left you out. I really didn't mean to. Um, I did pull one card this morning from the um, fairy tarot card deck. And it was the Prince of Winter. And I was laughing because when I opened the deck, this card was on the bottom and I turned it over and it's like a fucking like snow weasel or some shit being like <laughs> ridden by a fairy. But like the weasel's face is like screaming. <laughs> I started laughing and I was like, what in the bullshit card is this? And then I shuffled the whole deck. And of course, that's the one I pulled. So I was like, all right, let's let me listen to this and uh the prince of winter uh is an intellectual they're determined they're focused but they're also impulsive which is probably why he's screaming while being ridden by a fairy so seek out an intellectual solution to your problem the need to act quickly and decisively sudden or unexpected changes so hopefully our sudden and expected change will be our self-love cultivating process that we're going to work on together or that you're going to work on on your own because that's perfectly acceptable as well um so <laughs> so uh, i'm going to take a picture of this and put it on my story so if you are um listening to this on the day it came out um you can see this like i don't even know what it is a snow ferret a snow weasel i have no idea but <laughs> you can see it that's great um thank you as always for being here with me and i'll see you next time